Welcome to the first podcast. I'm very glad that you're joining me. I just want to go into the basics and tell you why I'm doing this. I get a lot of questions and every time I have to answer people individually and I thought that by doing a podcast it would be easier to save all the information in one place so that everybody that's going to be asking things in the future can have an easy reference to use. This podcast will only be as successful as you make it. So please ask as many questions as you want to. Um, I dedicated a Facebook group specifically for the podcast. Um, I will keep the link below as well. Please join the group and ask anything that you want to um, so that we can help people heal the real way. I won't be bombarding you with any uh, medical talk. I will be making it as simple as possible to understand. Um, if you don't understand something after a podcast, also please uh, pose your question and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So let's get into today's podcast, which is specifically about Hashimoto's disease. And that is an affection of the thyroid. And I must say that most of the clients, about 80% of the clients that come to me with problems that we try to find the root cause for, um, you will find that their thyroid is usually the culprit as well. Now, Hashimoto's um, is basically the beginning of hypothyroidism. Hypo meaning not producing enough hormones. In solving the problem, I always take a very holistic approach. And to understand what holistic means, it means that I look at the whole person. That means I include your physical, your mental, and your emotional health. Your body is designed in a very unique and amazing way, and everything interacts with one another. And what I see in modern society um, is basically the imbalances that are happening. When something is wrong, the doctor will prescribe something to solve the symptom, like a band-aid that they put on. And by doing that, they're actually pulling your body out of balance, and there's something else that will be happening that needs attention. So you'll get another pull for that, and there's another side effect, and you'll get another pull for that. And so the cycle just continues. So by tackling something in a holistic way, by looking at the root causes and looking at the whole person, we can actually start to get answers and real solutions to the problem that will have a permanent effect. I want to say thank you to Mina from South Africa. She posed the specific question about Hashimoto's. And um, I'm going to just explain to you different ways that we can actually solve the problem. Um, although they say it's not curable, it's definitely, it can be handled and it can be made much less. Some people actually um, lose the Hashimoto symptoms completely and others uh, will carry it for the rest of their lives. It could be in your genetics. Um, so we are going to look at different ways to actually tackle that. Just to quickly recap what your thyroid does, it's a very small gland that sits in your neck. And this gland, as small as it is, is extremely important uh, for everything in your body. The thyroid is responsible uh, for your metabolism, your body temperature, blood pressure and heart function, muscle strength, even your menstrual cycles, your cholesterol levels, your central nervous system, and if you have any imbalance in this hormone that it produces, 
you can actually struggle to fall pregnant or you will be having um, recurring miscarriages. They will struggle to actually keep your, your pregnancy. So it's very important that we do keep the thyroid happy. So we need to have homeostasis in our bodies. Homeostasis is just a fancy word for balance. You will get certain symptoms that might give you an indication that you might be suffering from this. Goitus, which is a swelling in your neck. Constant fatigue, weight gain and you can't lose weight. Constant depression, constipation and hair loss. And then, like I said, you're falling, struggling to fall pregnant. So if you look at epigenetics, it means that it could be in your family and it could be in your genes. So it is inevitable. But that is not the only thing that might be causing this. You've got external circumstances as well, your, what we call environmental pollutants or toxins. And that might be in your food, like gluten, which is your, your big, big, big thing that you need to avoid. But it could also be um, hidden in your body products or your cosmetics. Um, and also all the stress from outside um, with your environmental things. I've got a, a whole thing that I'm going to be doing just on toxins because that in its own is a, a major long discussion and you'll be shocked to see how much there is that we should actually be avoiding. Obviously some things we can't avoid so we need to compromise and see where we can actually eliminate them. Now Mina asked specifically, um, she is uh, following a diet um, to control the Hashimoto's, but are there any other things that we can be doing uh, to keep this under control? And the answer is definitely yes, there is. To keep this podcast complete, I am going to look at diets quickly, and then I'm also going to go into supplements, herbs, um, ways to reduce your stress, flower essences, body cleansing, um, essential oils, reflexology and acupuncture, acupressure, as well as homeopathy. But let's start off with diet. I just want to go into that quickly because your gut health is of the great importance when it comes to the balance of disease. And gut health is connected to a lot of diseases. If there's something wrong there, then it will um, radiate into the rest of your body. Disease starts from the inside. And if something is not balanced, it will then uh, start projecting to the outside, which is where you will also get skin conditions, etc. So gut is very important. Hippocrates always said, all disease begins in the gut. And 70 to 80% of our immune system uh, being actually located in our digestive system. And that's very important for everyone. But in particular for any autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's. You've probably all heard about people speaking about a leaky gut. Now that's when your intestines actually become permeable and the molecules of the food that enters our blood where our body is confused by these foreign substances and starts attacking our bodies. So healing the gut and digestion is vital to healing any autoimmunity problem. Now the first thing I want to say is the AIP diet, that's the Paleo Autoimmune Protocol. I did actually uh, just I made a printout and I'm going to attach it to the podcast and in the file section of the Facebook group so that you can print that out for easy reference what are actually allowed, what foodstuffs you should be avoiding, and that should be making your life um, a lot easier. Try eating a lot of fermented foods, um, which will give you probiotics, kombucha, uh, sauerkraut, or yogurt. Just remember, if you are intolerant to lactose, uh, try and avoid things that contain dairy like yogurt. Gluten, like I said, avoid that completely, and it might be hidden, 
and we will go into that in a different podcast when we talk about toxins specifically. You need to eat very nutrient-dense foods like fresh beets, carrots, celery, kale, spinach, cauliflower, broccoli and sweet potato and all of that will be in your printouts. Try doing homemade bone broth. If you're a vegetarian, um, obviously you're not going to be doing that, but we will look at other options there as well. Add healthy fats to your diet, especially coconut oil, but you can also be using avo, uh, pasteurized animal fats, olive oil, and coconut is a great healer, so don't underestimate that. In any case, this podcast is not really about the diet. This is more about other things that we can be doing to keep it under control. Now, there are a few supplements that are crucial, and it's been shown that most people um, have a deficiency in these. So make sure that you are getting these supplements in. The first one is selenium. Now, selenium, the daily dosage that you should be getting, is 200 mcg per day. And don't exceed this dose, but try and stick to 200 mcg per day, and myo-inocytal at 600 milligrams a day. It's critical for the functioning and the protection of the thyroid gland from oxidative stress, and it helps the body to restore glutathione. The second one we're going to look at is vitamin D. You're going to be taking 2,000 to 4,000 units daily, and it's extremely important to um, regulate your immune health, and it plays a specific role in inhibiting the antibodies that attack your thyroid. Many studies have been done, and they've found that people that suffer from Hashimoto's usually have a vitamin D deficiency. You can also add other things like B-complex, vitamin C, vitamin A, like we mentioned, probiotics, and a multivitamin. But the most important ones are so far selenium, vitamin D, and then zinc. Zinc will be 30 milligrams a day, taken with your meals just to avoid nausea. Zinc is involved in the conversion of the T4 to the T3 hormone. It's an important nutrient if you appear to have problems with thyroid hormone conversions. The second thing we're going to be looking at is certain herbs. Now, I've been blown away with ashwagandha. It's an Ayurvedic herb, and I can't tell you how many people I've helped just by simply taking ashwagandha on a daily basis. It tackles your adrenal system. And if you've heard of adrenal fatigue, it's also that constant fatigue that you can't get rid of. Ashwagandha fixes your whole adrenal system and it relieves that stress. Most supplements come in 300 milligram tablets that you take twice a day after eating. Um, I usually put mine in capsules. It's much easier to, to, to take in them. The other herb is cannabis. Now that can be quite controversial because it's not legal in all the countries. But cannabis works on your complete endocannabinoid um, system in your body. And by fixing that whole thing, you're also creating a, a new balance. And you will see in what the printout that I've given you, there's a lot about cannabis, and you're welcome to go. You are welcome to go read that. What I do want to mention is that the most impressive thing about uh, CBD oil, or you can even use full spectrum for thyroid specifically, is that it's a single medication approach. It can be used for treating virtually every and any kind of thyroid malfunction, whether it's hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, thyroiditis, or goiter. And several anecdotal pieces of evidence pertaining to CBD's efficiency and efficiency in treating thyroid disorders have been documented. It's absolutely an amazing thing to be doing. But if you're not allowed to take cannabis, um, I would definitely go with ashwagandha. It's absolutely amazing. 
Ways to reduce stress. Stress is also an environmental trigger. So you need to think about things like your mental stress, emotional stress, financial, marital problems, um, any other triggers that might be actually triggering Hashimoto's. The thyroid is exceptionally sensitive and it reacts to prolonged periods of stress. So therefore, we need to try and create ways to manage the stress just to make it easier on your thyroid. So we're looking at techniques like deep breathing, meditation, visualization, yoga is fantastic, walking, Reiki, um, going to a chiropractor, and even to get a, a hobby that you can start studying. Just start eliminating stress as far as you can. One of my personal favorites, except for the ashwagandha, is the flower essences. Now this is a area of study that I will do a podcast on as well. And it's a very intense topic and lengthy. But to recap it very quickly, your body is made up of 80% water. And water retains memory. So everything is dependent on energy and that's vibrations. And water keeps a memory. So the stress, the negativity, the depression, all of that will be held in, in the cells of your body. And disease vibrates at a much lower frequency than your healthy cells. Now that's very important to remember. Disease, depression, um, anything like that is going to be vibrating lower. So we need to lift the frequency of your cells and that has a domino effect um, on your healing process and also the rest of your body. You will also note that some of the symptoms of Hashimoto's includes headaches, fatigue, depression and anxiety. And flower essence are extremely good at healing the emotional aspect of your body. So once deep-rooted issues are released, the healing will follow. The most well-known flower remedies all over the world um, are the Bach um, flower remedies. And you can get them all over the world. You can import them if you're not in the UK. But also note that if you are sitting in Australia, South Africa, or anywhere else in the world, all flowers have unique vibrations. And it's, you don't have to stick to the Bach remedies. I would suggest that you contact um, a flower uh, essence practitioner or myself if in South Africa and you can actually get uh, cheaper options because it's, you don't have the import costs to take into account. Um, for international people, I'm going to mention the different essences that they actually use for Hashimoto's. So on the first level, we're going to look at holly and willow beech. And if you then go deeper and work on more other issues as well, you're going to look at crab apple, serrato, mimulus, rock rose, and mustard. So just to recap again, that if you are in another country like South Africa, Australia, they have a huge collection of fantastic flowers that can do similar things. You don't have to be taking the Bach flowers specifically, but speak to a practitioner and get something that will have similar effects and work for you. I also just have to mention that Bach remedies contain small traces of brandy that is used for the preservation. Now, I make my flower essences using the apple cider vinegar instead of brandy because I have a lot of clients that for religious reasons are not allowed to take any alcohol. You can take any flower essence for newborn babies. You can use it on the elderly. It has absolutely no no side effects or interaction with any other medication that you might be taking. In other words, it doesn't make any biochemical effects in your body, which makes it an absolutely fantastically safe 
remedy to use even in pregnancy. Let's look at body cleansing. You need to get rid of toxins. Um, once we've discussed toxins in, in other podcasts, you're going to realize that we do need to detox. So go on a detox diet or do intermittent fasting. You can even go sit in a sauna and sweat. That will also help you get rid of toxins. Your kidneys suffer a lot, especially with over-the-counter pills. So drink something like buchu tea or anything else that will cleanse your liver and your kidneys. You can do bowel cleansing, even dental cleansing. Strangely enough, the only essential oil that was found to be successful in helping Hashimoto specifically is myrtle. So you can decide if you want to inhale it, use it as a massage oil, or just put a few drops in your bath in the evening, and that will also help alleviate that. Just remember, other oils like lavender will work on your stress levels. So even though myrtle is specifically for Hashimoto's, lavender will also help you relax more. Obviously, you can do things like reflexology, acupuncture, and acupressure. So you will just have to go to a certified um, practitioner that does that, and they will help you to locate the trigger spots, and in time, you can actually learn to do it yourself at home. So what is the conclusion? It's definitely possible to treat Hashimoto's and any other thyroid imbalances naturally. Now, Mina has agreed to follow my suggested protocol, and she will be going for new blood tests in about three months' time, and I will come back with the results of her progress. If you have any questions regarding your health concerns or a treatment that was mentioned in the podcast, please feel free to ask me on the Facebook group. It's called Your Herbalist, and in brackets, podcast. The link will also be in the printout that I will put um, in, in the bottom of the podcast, as well as in the Facebook group. But if you just want to go search for it, it's called Your Herbalist, and in brackets, podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed the information that I shared and that you feel more confident in trusting Mother Nature with her amazing healing powers. So let those questions come in, that we can actually help people, and uh, I'll be seeing you again in the next podcast. Blessings. Thank you.